0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organization. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. Today I want to talk to you about detachment, but not from the point of view we have discussed before, but from the point of view of forced detachment now as you understand by advancing in spiritual life you recognize this material body and this material manifestation to be temporary in nature and from this temporary platform we understand our eternal position as eternal living entities is to be in the eternal spiritual nature so eventually after many many lifetimes and transmigrations We come to the human form of life where we can understand these facts and recognize that our true home is in the transcendental spiritual nature. And what we're experiencing here in the material elements is a temporary opportunity to experience desires and to learn lessons and to receive karma from our chain of lifetimes. Now in the Vedic literature it is described that this entire temporary experience comes to an end, either voluntarily when you give up your attachment for temporary threshold and events and personal associations, and you return to the transcendental loving service of the Lord and desire to be in that state of service and happiness constantly, you require to go back to the spiritual world. Because you only allotted, allowed by construction, a temporary period here in the material tabernacle. So you voluntarily recognize this is not my home. I cannot have eternal happiness in a temporary place. Therefore, my responsibility is to give up my attachments, focus on my spiritual opportunity, my devotional service, my intimate relationship with the Lord and his servants, and return to the spiritual world to engage in that eternal happiness platform. Now, on the other hand, there is what I'm describing today, forced detachment. Now in forced attachment this can happen to you during a particular lifetime or it can happen to you on the overall transmigration of the living entity through the material incarnations. So what we have is at one particular instance you may die and have to leave behind everything of that particular lifetime and take another birth, begin again, come to consciousness, adult consciousness, and develop your attachment for rendering service and becoming a selfless being and reaching out uh, for contribution. So this cycle goes on and on and on. Now, you may be forced to be detached at the time of death, and there's also the forced detachment when other things or individuals you are attached to are taken away from you. Many people have experienced their parents dying untimely. My mother died at this age. My father died at that age. Both of them died in a car accident. We hear stories and see movies of these events where people are thrust into a different style of life. Their life has a path alteration that impacts the entire level of their consciousness and their future growth and development. Well, we're looking at the situation right here, right now all of us in this material world on planet Earth, we're seeing that there are steps being taken that are having mass influences on the lives of large number of people. Now, we're talking about pandemics, we're talking about vaccines, we're talking about war, we're talking about tectonic plate movements, we're talking about solar flashes and flares. There's a variety of events that are all current in our society, that are taking place around us, and they will untimely remove individuals from our lives. And this will force us to be detached. Now, that doesn't make it any more pleasant, but it does push on the consciousness of those remaining, you or I, who have someone taken from us, or some possessions taken away from us. It does make you stop and evaluate the temporary nature of life and it does make you evaluate what is actually important, a priority check, and it does stimulate you to reach your highest potential as opposed to be cycling birth after birth after birth on the same material attachment to the same material activities. So forced detachment can be a benefit, I didn't say happy, it can be painful but the result can be a benefit because the living entity is removed from his false attachment to the material tabernacle and he is encouraged to form his attraction for the permanent spiritual tabernacle and since this is the actual goal in the human form of life to stop the cycle of birth and death and return to eternal loving service to the lord in association with his other servants that this forced detachment, as we're discussing today, can be a benefit to the living entity's consciousness, evolution, and development. Now that doesn't make it easy, but it does mean that you have to take it in that light. You may lose someone you love for one of those previously mentioned reasons, and there's nothing you can do about it. But the impact is there upon your life. So to analyze that impact upon your life correctly, You have to view it from the point of view of, will it help me to become detached from the temporary and more attracted and more determined to reach the permanent? So this is why we see these events happening, and this is one of the many different levels or aspects of these events, and actually this is one of the higher aspects of it. That we have to be detached from all those persons places and things of a particular lifetime because we've lived thousands of lifetimes and had thousands of persons places and things that we are forced to be detached from at the time of death and sometimes it happens that we're forced to be detached from them during the time of our lives and that we can either die untimely, or others around us can die, or events can remove all of our assets, places, and things, and we're forced into detachment. So the consciousness of the living entity, you or I, who is in forced detachment experience, is to raise to the platform of accepting it as beneficial to the conscious development of you as an eternal living entity, and allowing this transition to make you grow to give you insights into what is really important. As human beings, living entities in the human form, we are susceptible to attachment. We are susceptible to influence by outside association. We are naturally attached to a variety of different things and those things change through our lifetimes. You were once attached to perhaps a toy, perhaps a doll, school friends, childhood friends, maybe university associates and friends, business associates or friends. Uh, You may be attached to a car or a favorite shirt or, well, the list goes on and on and on. According to your psychophysical nature, you will become attached to something in your lifetime. And yet at the same time, you can look back and see that Forced detachment, or natural evolutionary detachment, has taken place and you no longer have these person, places, or things. But you're all right, you're capable of moving on into the now and having a happy, productive, conscious awareness life. So when you're pushed through forced detachment, you should see that the same thing is true there. It is painful because your attachment makes you yearn for what you lose but to understand that in the long run your evolutionary process is enhanced and your transition from temporary to permanent life is improved you can take it with the awareness of the understanding that this is actually beneficial to me and therefore I should tolerate the difficulties I should tolerate these problems And similarly, if someone around you is going through forced detachment, you can give this perspective to them such that it helps them get through recognizing the difference between permanent and temporary. Because that is a significant aspect in the growth of the consciousness of the living entity irrespective of what species of life he is in. We have to grow detachment. Our spiritual master, Siddharth Prabhupada, says one can gauge the level of advancement in his spiritual life by the degree of detachment he's formed. So the two run converse to each other. The more you're detached from material temporary nature, the more you become attached to spiritual eternal nature. And so if you're advancing on the spiritual platform, you become detached from the material experience in all its features. And this is good for any living entity, irrespective of what body they're in, what circumstance they're in, how tragic or difficult was their forced detachment. So to understand this and to think about this in proper perspective is good for you, and you then become empowered to be good for others, because there's a lot of people that are facing forced detachment. It's in the news daily. The statistics and figures of some of the events that we're experiencing right now are huge, and many of those figures aren't even accurate because the numbers are so shocking they're not publishing them to everyone. But the events are nonetheless taking place, and hardly anyone will remain unaffected by forced detachment as we go through the next few years of our lives in recovering from some of the events we're experiencing now. So take this consciousness as a opportunity and the perspective as a gift from the spiritual master and the Vedic literature such that it gives you stability, it gives you empowerment, and it gives you a level of realization of the nature between permanent and temporary. So as you look through your day and you look at your life and you see the circumstances around you, and you see someone you love perhaps very ill, or someone not taking care of themselves, or something that you know will lead to an untimely death, you have to accept this. You have to nurture this conception of forced detachment and how to see it in such a way that it is tolerable, and it can be, in the end, beneficial and it can be supportive to others who you love or care about and this is a mentality that the human form of life affords you and the human society needs to nurture such that we can become support we can be guidance to each other we can give hope in a difficult situation when people are questioning why is this happening to me why is this happening to my loved ones Why is this happening to our family? So by taking this in proper perspective, one can overcome what appears to be very emotional and difficult situations. And it can keep you from suiciding or falling to depression or giving up on possibilities you carry within you or the possibilities that will unfold in the near future keep you from being bad associations, shall we say, to others who are having suffering by falling into the moroseness and the delusion and the confusion and the sadness and depression. These can all be avoided by having an understanding that this, in the long run, is meant for growth, even though in the now, or at the beginning, it's very difficult. It's very complex to work your way through to comprehend, to understand, to rationalize, to put things in proper perspective. So this is what the Vedic literature is about. It gives you the opportunity to see things in proper perspective just for such difficult times as we're discussing today. Our position in the material world is fragile. We require a certain temperature band. We require a certain amount of water, light. We require a certain amount of food and certain nutritional levels. We require a certain amount of education and knowledge and information. We require so many things that keep our psychophysical balance in place. And it's very easy to disrupt that balance. And we see that some of the events that are happening around us are destabilizing that balance there is more question and doubt and uncertainty in the minds of people in uncertain times than there are in calm peaceful times in the past we've had so this is part of the cycle of the three modes of material nature there is happiness and distress it's a cycle it's not that it's a different state that's always on your back oh all these things happening to me yes lots of things happen to everyone But also there's some really wonderful things that happen to everyone. So we have to recognize that this happiness and distress is one of the cycles of a world described as full of duality. That is duality in the true sense. Happiness and distress. So don't take either one of them as permanent. Take both of them as a cycle, a cycle that you have been through millions and millions of times, and they're all intended for you to understand and to grow and to mature your perspective of things such that you get it all placed in proper perspective. You understand things in true conception, and this is what gives you peace in all circumstances. It doesn't matter if it's happiness or distress, you understand the reason for both and you can tolerate the effects of both and you're able to make conscious development during both. This is what is called sadhu, a person who is spiritually advanced with wisdom. He understands the influences of the modes of material nature and he understands his responsibility to grow his consciousness irrespective of the outside influences upon his life. And this is where we have a shortcoming in education, that these things are not given as standard education in our education systems. But if everyone was trained, and this was explained to everyone at a young age, during our growth and inquisitiveness of adolescence, we would be able to tolerate and cope and be compassionate to others far more readily than we are now, because we have uncertainty we're unable to give certainty to others. This concept, given in the Vedic literature, is meant to be shared among all the living entities, irrespective of their age, irrespective of their male or female or other physical variegatedness. It's a consciousness education method that helps one get through a variety of happinesses and distress that are standard they are the nature of this material world so by taking this series of events that are difficult and putting them in proper perspective they can become sources of strength and growth to your conscious perspective of life and you can then give strength and hope to others who may not have had this education that you have This is another one of the many reasons why we encourage you always on our program to please read the Vedic literature. Read Bhagavad Gita as it is, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He is the spiritual master for this age, 10,000 years of this golden age we've entered into. And he is giving instruction that helps the living entity on their conscious evolution. He's not here to teach you how to make money. He's not here to teach you how to fix your car or your computer. He's here to teach you how to view events and experiences in your life from proper perspectives such that they stimulate consciousness, growth, and development, making you a stronger living entity capable of rendering more benefit, service, and help in this material experience you're in. Because many living entities aren't quite that mature, and these type of happiness and distress cycles can cause them confusion i don't understand why is this happening why to me how do i stop it how do i get through it how do i cope we're seeing way too many suicides this is an indication that the education system has failed to give people this strength of understanding such that they can cope with experiences of happiness and distress gain and loss Because we are all experiencing that. We always have been and we always will be. It is the nature of the place. It can't be stopped. Then the right thing to do is for it to be understood in proper perspective. And that is why the Vedic literature is here. It is intended to help you. It is the manual such that you can consciously develop, irrespective of whether you're in happiness or distress. And this is very important for us because we are witnessing the world has been in a very happiness period for quite some time, many decades. And now it's moving into a distressful situation that may last many decades. So you may get through today and tomorrow in distresses, but they're not over. There will be more. So the significant issue here is that you learn how to cope with this cycle that it does not keep you from growing as a conscious being. It does not harden you such that you lose compassion for your brothers, such that you give up, such that you succumb to fear and depression. These fears and depressions are mostly impacted upon the living entities through electromagnetic waves. They're not natural. We are swimming in an electromagnetic field now due to technological devices, and these devices are limiting and restricting our normal, compassionate, evolutionary healing mechanisms. And so we easily fall into this distress and confusion, whereas before we were able to tolerate it more. If you read books about a 100 years or so ago, even more than that, before these waves came into our environment, people went through a lot of heavy things, but they made it. They tolerated. They kept going. They didn't turn to hate and anger. They still turned to compassion, to love, and to assist in their brother. But we see in the modern age that these, the level of Background agitation has been so dramatically increased that people are short tempered, easily angered, don't care about the other guy, looking after number one, don't know how to cope with difficulties, don't care, don't want to change, attachment to as it is. And these are symptoms of the advancement of the age of Kali where these stresses and influences upon the living entities increase. So the Vedic literature is teaching you how to defend yourself, how to make them decrease. Knowledge. Knowledge can destroy illusion caused by fear and anxiety. So read the Vedic literature. That's what it is for, is to give you freedom from these misconceptions that can be caused by many, a variety, wide variety, of different reasons, sources, influences, impacts upon your peaceful, happy life, and upon your conscious capability to cope with a variety of incoming happinesses and distresses. So take this as a bit of a guideline for you on behalf of the Vedic literature. So you can cope with what is in front of you today and what may be in front of you tomorrow, and whether it's a happiness or it's a distress, you can see it in proper perspective that it's all meant to make you grow, to become a compassionate, sharing, caring, loving, servant of man, of God, and of all your brothers that you find in your association. There's the phrase, when asked, help. You can't go out and change the world with your limited capacity, but if by God's arrangement someone comes to you and asks, that's when you should help. Even if it's uncomfortable or any out of the blue, That's when you help, when asked. So be advised, be aware, be compassionate, be yourself, and learn to be an advanced servant of God in this life, such that the next life you return to the eternal transcendental nature and eternal love of God in happiness and bliss.